You're listening to Mika Knows Unfiltered. Hey y'all, what's up? It's me, Mika Knows, and welcome back to another episode of Mika Knows Unfiltered. And we are back for the third week in a row. Y'all gonna have to give me some props for this, okay? Because y'all know how I be. Y'all know I be off schedule. Y'all know. I mean, if you've been listening to me, now you know it's supposed to be every week, but it might be every other week. But you know what? I'm approaching this with a different mindset. Do it. Even when you don't feel like doing it, you do it. Right now, I feel like doing it. I mean, I had a great, great night. I stayed to myself. I don't have corona. I went to sleep in my bed, which is a Serta mattress, which feels so good. And I woke up on time. I woke up at like 5. My day was scheduled to start at 6 because I wanted to focus. And I got some good news for y'all. Remember last week when I was talking about the unemployment that I was trying to secure? Because as a self-employed person, business is dry. It's dry out there. Well, I have secured unemployment, so I will be able to live and not have to go to my mama house, even though she want me there so bad. My mom, because she know I don't have no kids and I don't have a man. She's just like, oh, sweetie, you should just come stay with me. You know, we can split the bills. It's like, my, can't nobody afford your expensive house? Can't nobody afford your expensive bills? Lord, I- I'll stay in my trailer. And see, here's the thing. People think when you don't have kids and you don't have a man that you just don't have a life. So you should be able to do whatever so they can ask you for things that, you know, kind of interfere. Like my dad, my dad called from prison and we were talking and he was like, yeah, you know, you should go, you should go to Georgia, you know, and your grandma, she would love to have you. I'm sure, you know. It wouldn't cost you anything to stay with her. I'm like, sir, I got a whole place. Like, I have a whole life here. Just because I don't have kids and I don't have a man don't mean anything. Like, what, 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 what is the mind process behind that? Him and my mama, they're different. But sometimes they be on that same tip. Like, y'all, listen. And I know he wants me in Georgia because he might possibly get out of prison and he wants us to bond, but Georgia ain't nothing but three hours and some away, three and some hours away. So I'll be there, dad. And you know, with my mama, she might be kind of lonely. She don't have a man right now. So she might be kind of lonely. Um, you know, my sister all booed up and when my sister booed up, boy, she is freaking laser focused on whoever she booed up with and the love she shares with, with her current girlfriend, that's, it's some real love. So, you know, she's probably giving my mom less attention and me being in Columbia. Now that my mom's moved back to Florence, it's a little different because I can't just pull up on her and, um, you know, so I know she misses me. What I have to do is get on a visitation schedule. I just don't want to, like, I honestly, y'all, during this whole little virus BS, I don't want to be out here breathing the same air as y'all because y'all be doing the most. Like, all y'all got to do is stay home and y'all just be everywhere. And then y'all still coughing and sneezing without covering y'all mouths. Y'all still ignoring the six feet. You want to argue or give me a dirty look because I say, oh, excuse me, and move a little, uh, move away from you a little bit? Like, ma'am, you up on my bumper. I don't know what you have. 
hell, forget corona. We forgot that there's other things out there. Like, I don't like people all up in my face normally. So I definitely don't want you all up in my face when there's a whole new virus. You know what I mean? But, you know, so with with my mom, not saying my mom has anything. I just don't like traveling because I know people come by, you know, different relatives. And I love all my relatives, but I don't love y'all enough to be in the same space with y'all, breathing y'all air because we don't know who has it. Your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your kids, everybody could have it, you know. So we don't know until people get tested. And we can't get tested till something's seriously wrong. So I just rather stay home, stay in my place, because I know I don't have it. Well, I assume I don't have it. I mean, I haven't been tested, but um, I was sick at the beginning of this, and then it just kind of went away. And so I'm just like, yeah, I just want to stay like this. Because I was sick back in mid-March. It was horrible, y'all. And now I'm just kind of like, I'm just too comfortable. Nobody's been in my place. But me for the last month and a half, I don't want nobody over here. And I don't want to go see nobody over there. My homegirl, she be throwing these little Sunday fun days and stuff like that. I mean, it's each his own, but I'm not finna do it. And I keep fussing at her like, girl. You inviting all your little bar friends. You don't know what they have. They barely take care of themselves day to day. Okay? Like, under normal circumstances. So, who knows if they're taking care of themselves and taking uh, precautions during this pandemic. But she don't care. She's like, well, you know, if if you're going to get it, I mean, you're just going to get it. Okay. Great mentality. Perfect. Whatever. Don't call me if some shit happens. Don't call me from the hospital. I don't know. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm not going to offer you anything. I'm not going to offer you help when you didn't even take the necessary steps to try to prevent it. That's how I am. I offer help to those trying. And so, and and I expect the same treatment. Like, if I'm not trying to protect myself, then I, I don't expect nobody to, or I don't expect anybody to offer me help when I need it. Or if I'm not working hard, I don't expect anybody to loan me money when I need it. If I'm not doing what I got to do, I don't expect assistance. So I'm keeping that same energy. I hope y'all don't expect assistance when y'all are not trying to stop this nonsense. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm done. I don't have any kids. I don't have a man. My only responsibility is myself. But anyway, so I've been to myself lately y'all and we had, um, you know, we had a victory with the unemployment. Um, but now it's like, okay. Now that we know we're getting unemployment, what are we going to do with the time? I've still been applying. Now, technically, we don't have to apply to other jobs, but y'all, I've been applying to every work-at-home job I can because my only thing is I don't want to step out into the world. It doesn't mean that I don't want to work, period. I definitely want to work. I just don't want to put myself at risk trying to work while this disease is still spreading and yes it is still spreading despite all the damn states trying to open up because they're money hungry um I know it's not all states but because they're money hungry because what was I saying (laughs) y'all my brain moves a mile a minute like no 40 miles a minute really Oh, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah, it's still spreading, but everybody want to act like, oh, it's better now. You know, the numbers are going down. No, the fuck they're not. Maybe the day-to-day numbers are somewhat decreasing, but the overall cases are still increasing. It's just that now, instead of 
one case here you know instead of one case monday through sunday you know we got one case monday one case tuesday one case wednesday one case thursday now we getting like all right five cases on friday and 10 cases on monday and you know it's just like lump sum like it's just too much and everyone's just acting like oh they opened this so it must be good no they're doing that for the money stay your ass in the house that's why i keep trying to tell people stay your ass in the house if you don't have to leave don't leave the only reasons i leave is to go get groceries which i need when my food gets low and to get something needed like the other last week or was it the week before i don't know my weeks run together but last week i believe i went out to get a pulse a pulse oximeter and that is to measure the oxygen in my blood my oxygen level and my heart rate I did that because I read an article by this um, one doctor in the New York Times, and he was basically saying that the people that we see in the news where they're coming to the um, hospital and stuff, and then they're really, really sick, they're at the end of the virus where it's chronic. They're not at the beginning. And he was mentioning that a lot of what he saw was people had been thinking they were okay for the longest time. Um, but he was able to observe someone who wasn't having act like really bad symptoms, but their oxygen level was at like 50%. But they were still breathing like it was normal. But he said that he did notice that the body overcompensated. So even though their oxygen levels were at 50%, they still thought they were feeling okay because they felt okay. But the body, what the body did was it had them taking deeper breaths or it was, they were breathing quick quicker you know what I mean so that's something that you don't really notice you're kind of like oh maybe I'll just walk too fast or you know you're not even noticing it at all as long as I can breathe you know I don't really think about it right and so um he said the best way uh for early detection one of the ways is um using a a pulse oximeter to measure your oxygen levels you should be um you know 94 or higher you start dropping below that you might need to go see someone so um right now I'm at 99 percent so that's good. You know what I'm saying? I'm good right now. I'm good. And we're going to keep monitoring. Try not to over monitor so you don't overthink, you know. But um, still, that's definitely worth worth the uh, purchase. Definitely worth the purchase. But anyway, y'all, I'm not going nowhere. I'm, I have this unemployment now. It was great. They back paid uh, people who had been, who had applied like a month ago. Because I applied last month. And it was at the end of the month when I applied last month and they back paid me from the first weekly claim I did. So that was good. That was helpful. Cleared my bills out. Um, still haven't gotten my stimulus check. I believe I'm going to get that on the 30th. That goes straight to bills. See, in this moment, because I know this money is here, when I'm hustling for myself because I'm self-employed, I'm hustling week to week, day to day. I don't know the money's coming till I see it, till, I, till it's there, till I've earned it, right? But who knows when I'll be able to get back on that steady pace again. So what I'll be doing is paying up my bills in advance so that when we come out of this, I don't have that much of a struggle to get back to the norm. And that's what it's about. I will still keep applying to um, full-time at-home positions. I don't know if there's a stall because my resume look good, okay? So I don't know if there's a stall or something in the hiring process, but um, I don't know. They don't know what they missing, okay? They don't know what they missing. 
but um yeah so got progress with that um i think most importantly those of y'all that are getting a stimulus check if it's not 100 necessary that it goes like if if you've paid your bills and it's technically extra for you i think you need to do a little something with it use these government bags to make another bag and uh, i say that meaning if you got 1200 say you put like 500 towards your bills you know maybe paid up a bill or two ahead of time and then you're like okay i'm gonna save this other 700 or wait wait, wait, wait. i'm tripping is that 700 yeah that's 700 i ain't tripping <laughs> i did the math right so i have this other 700 um i'll save this well what i suggest save 500 of that take 200 the leftover 200 and actually try to make another bag out of it if you have some skills that you can capitalize off of um try to make another bag out of it and it can be the 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 bag that keeps on giving you know what i mean like the the bag that keeps on growing and that's what i intend to do as well um you know any extra i have is going straight to savings um for bills that i can't prepay because some of my bills you can't prepay them they'll be like oh it's a zero balance um, so I have to wait for the new balance to accumulate. So for bills like that, I have it in my savings. But there is there there are extra funds. I mean, let's be real. The unemployment they have right now for everyone during this pandemic is kind of an overkill. Not to say that I'm not appreciative of it, but it is a little higher. Well, it's a lot higher than what would normally be given out, but it's a little higher than necessary is what I'm saying. So people are getting up to $926 a week. Um, even, even if you don't qualify for the full 326, which is the regular benefits, you still get the 600. And so the 600 a week, that's a, that's a regular job just right there. So with the extra 326, there is, there's going to be some leftover income that's outside of your bills and outside of your necessities. So don't sit there and spend it on dumb shit that's not going to serve you. Let that bag grow into another bag. So say maybe you know how to cut hair and you had to sell your 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 clippers at the beginning of this because, you know, you Uber's down. Or not Uber's down, but the business is down. You can't do it. Go ahead and buy those clippers back. Get back on your, you know what I'm saying? Keep your skills sharp. Um, get a website up for your business get a booking site up so that people can book you in advance and all this other stuff like turn that bag into another bag like for me I sold a few things during my struggle y'all I'm not even gonna lie I sold my vinyl cutter I sold my heat press because I haven't been making shirts like that and I was like well I always said if times got hard those two would be the first things to go and that's what went um but if you make shirts and you sold some things like that buy the shit back start taking orders again like use the extra money to build another bag get your website up my website is down because i didn't want the extra bill so the domain name is paid for but the hosting was month to month yeah i took that i took that down i needed to cut down y'all okay you can't just depend on the government and then not cut anything down heck no i cut down everything thank god for friends i didn't even have to ask like I didn't even have to ask certain people for anything. Like my homeboy, he was like, hey, you can use my uh my cable code or you can watch my HBO. And I was like, oh, cool, thank you. Like, wow, I wasn't even gonna bother you about that. 
but he just brought it up. I think he, I think he really gave it to me so I can watch the show he was watching so then we can talk about it because he knows we have different views on things. But yeah, you know what I mean? And like, um, you know, my sister, I use her Netflix. You know, it's nothing. Listen, I don't consider that stealing. I do not. Not using someone else's Netflix or using someone else's Hulu. No. What I consider stealing is the bootleg shit or the jailbroken fire sticks and all of that shit. That shit is stealing because nobody's paying for that. Now, um, Hulu and stuff, sharing your password, all that is tracked. It all plays into their streams. Different uh, people that are different producers and companies that have put content on Hulu, that are getting paid for their Hulu. Your viewer, your viewing, even when you're doing it for someone else's thing, is still counting towards whatever goal or whatever metric they base their payments off of so yeah no that's perfectly fine and I've been cutting back and you know taking hand-me-downs and I don't care and I'm not gonna ask nobody for anything but if you giving it out and you offering it of course of course I had this one guy from my Instagram he sent me $20 just out of nowhere I ain't asking for nothing and I didn't have to give him anything in return he just sent it to me he was like keep your head up you know what I mean and uh, y'all, I didn't put any type of victim post out there or anything, child. But my cash app is visible in my information part of my Instagram. I mean, I cut back and, you know, I, I accepted certain little donations and handouts. You know, the Netflix, the Hulu password. Thank you, mama. Thank you, Brit Brit. You know what I'm saying? But... During this time, I'm going to get back on topic. During this time, while you're cutting back and while this money is coming in, when you get a government bag, let that bag work for you. Don't spend it on bullshit. What the, why are you buying new outfits? Unless there's a, a major sale going on and you normally buy like a lot, a lot of clothes and now you're only buying a fraction of that. I don't really see the point. I don't see the point. Like... Make that bag into something else. You know there's some piece of equipment that you wanted to buy for your business and you could never afford it. But now you just got the stimulus for $1,200 and you still got your job and you got the extra $1,200 stimulus package. Like, girl, buy that little thing you wanted to buy because you knew it was going to make this and that better. You know what I mean? Some of y'all making y'all wigs on... um. The little styrofoam wig heads, maybe y'all could use something different. Maybe there's something fancy to make your wigs on. Or maybe you could sew this and sew that for the wig and then hand sew the lace or something. I don't know. But use these bags to build more bags. Use them as seeds. Plant them and watch them grow. That's what I'm going to do. That is what I'm going to do, honey. While I'm out here looking for a full-time at-home employment, and while I'm out here, you know, thankfully enough, got approved for unemployment, I am going to do more. Fully utilize my days to make sure that um, I keep this going after this is all over. That's what y'all need to be thinking about, the after as well. Y'all need to think about you know, I know some people working from home. Don't slack off while you're working from home. Keep that same energy you had inside the call center or inside the brick and mortar. Like, keep that same energy you always had. Keep your metrics up. Because when it comes time for a shift bid or it comes time for a holiday this, that, and the third or bonus, 
they're gonna look back at that. Look at how you did during this. Now they're probably not gonna fire you for your slacking off because you know maybe it, maybe you know they don't want any liability on them. Well, I got fired after after a pandemic happened and lawsuits, blah blah blah. But they sure as hell ain't gonna promote you if you slacking off at home. Like, cause we promote people that are self-driven, right? That's what most companies do. So if you're still performing at home, still doing what you gotta do at home, when it, when you, when all this is over, which is what you really need to be focused on is after, when all this is over, they're going to remember that. And when you apply for that new position, or when you when you um, ask for the bonus, or when you go up for the bonus, or go go up for the shift bid. You did your shit while you was in quarantine. So you're not gonna, you know, you're gonna be good. We need to be thinking about the after, period. I'm gonna stop this right here because that's what I want to stick to y'all, stick with y'all, is think about the after. Use the bags to earn more bags and use this quarantine time as your chance to prove to your position. So say, you know, you're not working on a business, you just working on your career, at your current job, you want to be promoted. Well, keep the same energy. Keep that same energy when you're at home, quarantined and working from home. Get your job done because it will be noticed once you get out of quarantine. Once everything is back to normal, they will remember who was slacking off and who wasn't. That's it. Let's go ahead and hear this little ad because then we got to get into some more things. All right, y'all, I'm back. Welcome back to Mika Knows Unfiltered. And y'all know what this second half is about. It's time to get into yesterday's episode of Insecure Honey. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into it. Now, you know, I don't think so far there's only been three episodes. Out of the three, the first episode was still the hardest hitting episode. I liked knowing what has been up since everyone has been away. But the second episode was, ugh, it was just kind of dry, kind of low. But this third one, I did like some things that came up because now we're starting to see stuff. Okay, it wasn't as boom as the first episode, but it definitely was a lot better than the second episode. So I'm certainly happy. Um, I like that Lawrence and Condola are doing house calls, honey. They are spending the night with each other and... You know, that off again, on again cohabiting you do when you're dating someone. Oh, tonight we're at my house, but tomorrow we might be at your house. Or, you know, I might stay the whole week at your house. Who knows? Oh, y'all, I miss that. That was the best part of dating. Like, just, you know, alternating whose house we're going to be at, mine or yours. That's why I say it's always important to have a man that has his own place. And for you to have your own place. Because it's so much better when... You know, you don't have to be annoyed with someone always in your space and you actually get to go to their space. And then when it gets boring, hey, we'll switch up and go to my space. You know what I mean? So great. So I like that they're, you know, spending nights. That shows progress. Um, I do like that the four months, uh, If I don't know if y'all have noticed, but uh, the past two episodes it was saying four months before the uh black party now it says two months so progress we're finally getting somewhere y'all because they're gonna do this flashback thing the whole season i just know it so they're gonna they're probably gonna do it right up until like the day before Whew, 
I know it better be more than eight damn episodes, Issa. I know that much. Um, anyway, listen, Condola's alarm. Condola's alarm was hilarious because that's that was my old alarm. That, eh, eh, eh. My new alarm, y'all, is ridiculous. Matter of fact, let me let y'all hear it because I feel Condola because sometimes, you know, if it's too peaceful, you're not going to wake up. And I need y'all to hear mine because mine is definitely going to get somebody up. Sometimes it doesn't, but listen, this is mine. All right, that's enough of that. Listen, so you see, like, I got to get up, but can you believe I still oversleep? Like, I still oversleep sometimes with that alarm. But, like, I felt condola with that. Like, people always look at me crazy if they hear my alarm go off. Like, because that's my alarm for everything. Like, my little timers, my little uh, reminders, and my main alarm to wake me up. Because I need something to scare the crap out of me to make me stop whatever I'm doing and pay attention. So, that was perfect. And I just laughed when I saw her alarm. Um, it seems like Lawrence, you know how sometimes the relationships on these TV shows seem forced? Well, this doesn't. Lawrence looks comfortable with Condola. He looks very comfortable, um, at the beginning of the episode. Now we're going to talk about some other things, but he did look comfortable there. Like he was happy and I like that. Uh, I, you know what? I'm really pulling for, uh, Condola and Lawrence because I mean, Lawrence is, thriving and condola seems like a great spirit um one thing i do see that might be a problem that job issue and i feel like his job going through the changes that there are it's gonna cause some doubt in his mind which it's obvious it already is but um because he just went through you know being unemployed with Issa, and Issa couldn't take it it eventually wore their relationship out and that was a relationship that was rooted since college okay so just imagine what the what damage it can do to a new relationship so yeah I'm a little worried about that I hope that um comes up I know he's feeling pressure but what's funny enough is Condola's not putting that pressure on him he is um he's putting the pressure on him to not fuck up and be the fuck up like he was with Issa um that that can kind of be good because it'll push you to work harder but it can also be bad because it's like you're you can self-sabotage you know you can uh doubt yourself to the point where you just give up or you mess up so i need lawrence to get it together honey support yourself condola seems very supportive of his job issues she was like well you'll find something well it'll work out and that's always a good attitude to have always support your partner even when it looks like you know it's going to shit Uh, you know and if it is going to shit be honest but be honest in a supportive way don't be honest and insult them or ridicule them like some of y'all when y'all man is down or when y'all woman is down oh you need a job i've been there i've done that i know it's 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 kind of like a reaction it's like a mix of feeling like oh my god what if he never does anything again and feeling like oh my god i gotta do all this myself and he's still living here so i get it but older me more mature me understands that that's not the right way to motivate your partner you know what motivates your partner support you know what support is expressing your concern but then also expressing that you're here that you're going to do whatever you can do to make sure that things get done now 
Um, I like that Condola is supportive. There was a moment where I could tell Lawrence looked at her when she was all supportive and was like, oh, this is different. Because Issa, you know, after a while, they started arguing. Y'all remember the montage that they did of their arguments over the years in that one episode a few seasons back? Yeah, that, like, it gets bad. And when, you know, people think of unemployment like, oh, I've only been unemployed for 30 days. Well, some people, they lose a job and stay unemployed for months, even years. That can take its toll on a relationship. You might have gone from the breadwinner to the beggar in the relationship. You know what I mean? And that takes a toll, especially on a man. You know, y'all know men are most more sensitive, so it takes a toll on their pride and their ego. And once that goes down, oh God, their whole attitude goes down. So I hope that's not a big issue, but more than likely it will be because that's a more realistic storyline to follow. Um Condola's friend at their little Friendsgiving is a hater. Her spilling all that information put doubts in Lawrence's head. And y'all know that's what she meant to do. People can't stand to see people happy. Um, her friend started revealing stuff like, oh, Condola was this way with her ex and da-da-da-da-da. All Lawrence heard was ex. All, that's all Lawrence heard. And then he starts overthinking, oh, does she still want her ex? And she just says she don't want to get married. Is it because she only wants to marry her ex-husband? Like, you know what I mean? And so I see, you know, Lawrence learning all this new stuff about her is going to make him doubt a lot. And I hope that doubt doesn't push him into Issa's hands. Honestly, I don't like Issa and Lawrence's back and forth. Okay? Because there's, it's obvious that there's a home feeling there. But if they're really going to try to move on, they may not need to be friends, honestly. Because that feeling of home is so strong. And when I say that home feeling, it's that feeling of familiarity. You know how you've been with someone a long time, y'all break up, but when y'all come back together, it's like y'all never broke up. Or like when y'all hang out together, not even back together sexually, relationship-wise or anything, y'all just hanging out or catching up. And it feels like it did when y'all were together, like the good times. That is crazy it's scary because it makes you think makes you forget the bad times and and it makes you think like maybe we're supposed to be back together so i don't like that i really want lawrence with condola and i want Issa to find a good man um molly molly uh in her issues child let's let's talk about her and her daddy issues um i don't even like the fact that she's still mad that she found out her dad cheated on her mom before like she's so extra she finds anything to create an issue that asian bay was right because he cheated but they made it through it and marriage is not some perfect thing i feel like she thinks that once you get married everything is gonna be just oh sunshine and rainbows but it's not things are gonna come up it doesn't have to be adultery. It can be unemployment. It could be, you know, health health issues. It could be so much, okay? It could be so much. And that's what marriage is. So her looking at her dad and seeing how wrong he is, she should be looking at him and honoring him because there are so many families without fathers here in America where the dads just go away. They, they disappear at the first sign of trouble or maybe at the 10th sign of trouble. Don't matter when they disappear, they're gone. And you got the nerve to be mad at your daddy because he cheated. Your mom forgave him. So you need to. What she's really upset is, or what, she, what really has upset her is the fact that 
she knows that even the best marriage that she's always held on, and she always had it on a pedestal, like held it up here, can have its troubles. And now she's she's doubting her own future. That's what that is. It's making her doubt like, well, dang, if there's no hope for them, there's no hope for me. You know what I mean? That's like me when I found out Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. I'm like, damn, if Beyonce getting cheated on, my ass gonna get just played okay but that's not that's not always the case y'all we just have to keep striving and the fact that they're still together Beyonce and Jay-Z Molly's parents so many people that have been done wrong the fact that they stuck it out because that's what marriage is supposed to be about sticking it out some of y'all divorce after the first freaking affair and it's like girl did he get her pregnant did he bring you an STD so he betrayed your trust do you love him if you don't love him, say you don't love him. But don't say I'm divorcing him because he cheated. Because, I mean, you took a vow that said through thick and thin, for better or for worse. That's not even the worst thing he could have done. He could have, like, killed y'all's kid. Or he could have, like, stole your shit. Or, you know, brought you AIDS. Like, what the fuck? He cheated and you ain't got nothing? And he's still willing to work it out? Well, shit. I mean, I feel like every couple should try to work it out when cheat like if a man cheats or if a woman cheats just the one time or maybe they had the one affair and there's no other issues but the cheating i think it's work, worth working out because you know like now you got the upper hand not to say you need to like i don't know take advantage or exploit the position you're in but you working it out makes you the good guy if you want to look at it like that if you need some encouragement look at it like that you're the good guy you forgave him so i mean it's probably gonna try he or she will probably try to do whatever they can to make you the happiest you can be at least try to work it out damn y'all are married y'all ain't dating but um yeah so molly needs to get over her issues with her dad because it's not that deep i like that at the end of the episode she did serve him a piece of pie which hopefully was the closure because i don't want to hear nothing else about this girl you got a good daddy and you got a good mama uh side note the mom and molly's brother did y'all realize they were both on the same show at one point on another show they were on lost Cause that's Walt and I forgot the woman, I forgot what name she was on Lost, but that's the woman that had cancer on Lost and had the white husband. Yeah, I know, right? I didn't, I just, that just clicked in my head, yo. That just clicked in my head while I was watching it earlier. Um, now, Molly and Issa, they are quickly fading. Like, I thought it was gonna be one dramatic incident that led to them not being cool anymore, but clearly it's like a fade out. Like you notice that one person's not really interested in being your friend anymore. And Issa is the one that's not really interested in being Molly's friend anymore. She's not valuing Molly like she used to. Um, at first, I didn't think much of it because she was so busy, but even when she's not busy or even when she's not doing something serious, she still pushes Molly to the side. Now that to, that relates with me because, um, you know, me and my past uh, friend, we were really close. Like I moved into the same neighborhood with her and everything. We were quote unquote besties. We too old to be calling each other besties, but we were besties, um, you know, like a year or so ago. But then we started to fade away, like, as she made more friends and I had my little relationship, you know, we just 
faded. And then it was like, I noticed that she would rather hang out with her other friends than me. And so I was just like, fuck it. And then I also noticed, and this is what I saw with Molly too, that once I stopped feeling my homegirl like that, I just got annoyed at any little thing she did. Like any little thing she did, I was just like, you know what, really bitch. And, but but where we're different is, see, I voice my concerns. I always voice my concerns now. Because I will not let what's pissing me off not be heard. I'm going to make sure that you know what I feel. Now, whether or not you decide to change anything up, that's on you. But I'm going to tell it. So when you refer, when you talk about Tamika in a past tense, this is besties or men or boyfriends. You know what I mean? Like when you talk about Tamika, you can say that she did let you know that something was wrong. Now, if I blocked your ass after that because you ain't changed what the hell you was doing wrong or, you know, you didn't agree with what I said was wrong, then that's that's on you. That's on you. It's on you because I tried to fix it. I voiced my concern and tried to talk about it. Some people don't want to talk about the issues. They'd rather brush it off. I'm not like that. I'm going to talk about it. And if you think it's arguing when I come to you in a humble, low tone, and you think it's arguing because I bring you the issues I'm having, you're not meant to be my friend. You're not meant to be my man. Shit, you're barely meant to be an associate of mine because I'm going to tell you what's bothering me. Because when I hold shit in, I get mad. So you'd rather me tell you 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 know it, it's it's better that I tell you what's wrong because if it festers and my brain just sits there, I'm liable to kill you, child. Listen, let me get it off my chest and actually listen because if I feel like you're not listening, then I'm gonna have to repeat it. Um, I like Issa's family dynamic though. Uh, I like how her and her brother. I always thought they hated each other, but clearly it's like that love hate relationship. Like instead of saying I love you, love you too, they like hate you, hate you too. You know. Um, let's talk about her mama. I was not expecting Wendy Raquel to be um Issa's mom, but I love seeing Wendy. Black don't crack with her. I don't know when she gonna start looking old, but I love seeing her. Okay. Um, Molly's family was it was nice to see them you know masika was on there and you know i love me some masika she is the sna- not snapback well she's snapback too but she's the clap back queen honey she comes back so quick i would hate to be a troll on her page i would never i don't troll celebrities anyway but i'm just saying that's the last celebrity i would troll if i were a troll because she's so quick with a comeback but it was nice seeing her on there getting paid acting, honey. She said she's tired of uh, reality TV. Let her show y'all the several bags she has, okay? Um, I liked Molly's family. And Molly's mom said something. When Molly was referring to Asian Bay and talking about how she wanted to bring him, but she didn't want to scare him away. And her mom said, if he's right for you, he won't think you're too much. I like that because that's the truth. That's why I'm always me now. I spent so many years trying to quiet myself down, trying to be someone that I'm not, trying to make myself more likable, you know, more agreeable. And it's not worth it because at the end of the day, instead of the other person feeling horrible, you feel horrible because you can't be yourself and it sucks the life out of you. Fuck that. No, I'm going to be me. This is what I think everyone needs to live by. Be you. Because you're never going to be too much for someone who actually wants what you have. Period. 
And we can relate that to a physical standpoint. You're never going to be too fat for a man that loves all of that fat, okay? You're never going to be, you know, personality-wise, you're never going to be too crazy for a man that likes your your mind. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got to excuse that plane flying over. Y'all know I live in a trailer? Okay. But, um... Be you, honey. Be you, and if they like it, then y'all will love it. Okay? Never change yourself. Never change yourself. And men, stop trying to dupe women out of their draws. Don't act like you, you know, you want a relationship and you don't. Just keep it real. Because the woman who wants a relationship will let you go. But that little freak that just wants to bang, she gonna hit you up. Okay? Just keep it real. Because when you don't keep it real, what you end up with? A slashed tire. Broken windows. A oops, baby. <laughs> she said she thought you wanted a baby. You was talking about marriage. Hell. But you really just wanted the draws, but you sat there and... You know, tried to finesse her out of them. Now you got a oops baby, okay? Never mind. Let me move on. Let me move on. Um, It's clear that Issa misses Lawrence. When she saw Lawrence and Condola at the damn thing, I know she was like, damn, why does Condola have to be here? Like, ugh. Uh, and then Issa did that thing where she's comparing what you got versus what I had, right? I've done that. Like, I think my, my whole... I think one of my relationships, well, I know one of my relationships with uh, my ex, one of my exes, the third relationship that we had was really, no, I think it was the second one we did because we dated like three times. The second time we dated was really like, I don't think it should have happened. I don't because what it was was when he was with me, we were young. We were both young, so we were getting established. But then when he, when we broke up and we both went our separate ways and he was with someone else, he seemed more established. And so I was like, well, damn, that, that was the issue when we were together. So now I want him back because that was my only problem with him, right? <laughs> no, we started dating again and we still weren't compatible, okay? And then we dated a third time and still weren't compatible. Love the guy, always, but... We just weren't compatible. <laughs> but I can relate to Issa because now she sees Lawrence with a job. Because remember, before he was unemployed. So she sees Lawrence with a job and she sees Lawrence doing all these great things. He's looking all happy, looking good, keeping his hair cut. Because remember, y'all, that first season he was scruffy. So looking good, keeping his hair cut. She's like, why is somebody calling me on my house phone, y'all? Sorry about that. Um, but she sees him. And she's like, oh, my God, he looks so happy. That's the Lawrence I deserved. No, girl, that Lawrence was not meant for you. That was meant for Condola. Get it out your head and keep it moving. If it's yours, it'll come back without you having to feel away. If it's meant for you, it will come to you, and you ain't got to do nothing. And I hope she's not thinking about doing anything. She needs to just let it go. Because she doesn't even know that his job is going through the current struggle. Like, sometimes we're on the outside looking in thinking, they look so perfect. They look so happy. Or he looks so established. The whole time, this man don't know if he about to lose his job with that merger. He keeps talking like his job is secure. But he thinks that for the wrong reason. Not because, oh, I'm the best worker in there. Nah, he thinks because he's the token black that they couldn't possibly fire him. Boy... He needs to get that out of his head, I'm telling you. Listen, 
Issa needs to get over it. And Lawrence needs to make sure that he is out there looking for other jobs because <laughs> he might lose one, okay? He might lose one. Overall, I think it was a great episode. Um, it left me feeling like, oh, I can't wait till next week to see what else is going on. So that was good. It was a whole lot better than the second episode. I did like two songs on the episode, just two. Um, one was called Kool-Aid by Kirby. It was so good. I liked the vibe of it. And I downloaded the song, listened to it. It was so great. I'm not going to sing it or anything. I want y'all to listen to it. So download it. It's on iTunes. And then Case of the X by Maya. We all heard that one, but I just, it brought me back. That's not something I listen to often. So I was like, let me play this real quick because I remember this. Y'all remember that. Anyway, listen. Overall, it was a great episode. I'm happy. Um, I got my unemployment, but remember, we're going to use our bags to, to grow more bags, okay? We're not being lazy during this quarantine. If you're unemployed and collecting a check from the government, make use of whatever you can out of it to make it into another check. You should not just be sitting there waiting for it to run out and then you might look for a job or then you might start that business idea because then it's going to be too late. Okay, I'm just being real. Psst. Yo, yo, did you like this podcast? All right, cool, cool, cool. Look, this is what I need you to do. I just need you to share this, like share this episode. Share the whole podcast. Go ahead. Listen, listen, don't be selfish. Go ahead, share the podcast, and watch everybody else enjoy it too. Hey, remember, if you want to communicate with me, you want to tell me you like something or you hated something or you have an opinion about something, whatever you want to do, message me via email at MikaKnowsUnfiltered at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Instagram at MikaKnowsUnfiltered or at CuteFatDope or you can hit me up on Snapchat at MikaKnowsUnfiltered. Also, you can hit me up on Facebook on my Facebook page for the podcast, Mika Knows Unfiltered, or Mika Knows for my regular profile. Um, if you hit me up on there, anything you share with me, I might just share with everybody else. So know that. Also, we're not doing no money. You're not getting paid for any of this, if it, even if I post it. So don't even go looking for it. Shorty, don't slide in my messages talking about, can I get some dollars? Can I get some change? You can't get it, okay? Anyway, hit me up. <laughs>